to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome, welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight UK Series 6, Episodes 1 to 4, Chris. Chris, it is great to be back. It is, Dave, and I've got to say that obviously this is all my doing, because we weren't <laughs> going to be recording an episode about this show. It is on four days a week. I was like, I'm going to dip my toe in this. Never really watched it. Our good friend Michelle Jordan from Radio Berkshire had also said, are you covering it? And I'd started watching it as well. And then I was like, Dave, just have a watch of this, Dave. And you were a couple of episodes <laughs> behind, watched them, and then texted me at ridiculous o'clock, because obviously I'm up so early, and said, you motherfucker, you have dragged me in. So here we are, Dave, just to talk about what's happened in the first week at Married, Married at First Sight UK. Now, Chris, have you watched this series before? And, and not this, not season six, but Married at First Sight before? I have watched bits of different series. I remember there was that big cliffhanger on the Australian ones where I jumped onto YouTube to watch that. I have watched bits of it, Dave, but I must admit it's never held my attention properly to say I've been a, like, you know, I love Ireland, probably because there's so much reality stuff I watch. So no, my, the, my truthful answer is no, not completely dedicated. Not as much as I've watched this week. What about yourself? Yeah. So I, I caught a little bit of the Australian one. Uh, I can't remember which series it was last year, but I mean, it just looked bonkers. And so I went on to channel four catch up and it had the UK version. I put the UK version on. And it was so tame in comparison. So it followed three couples and it just, you know, they went through the whole experiment. So you had these people, um, they were, you know, pairing people up like they were top trumps or something. And then they'd, you know, these people would get married. That was a legal marriage at the time. And I noticed it in this series, it seems to be like a mock marriage. It's not actually formal. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was okay watching, but it wasn't like the Australian version. And I've got to say, the thing that's grabbed me in straight away, this season of the UK uh, Married at First Sight just seems a little bit more bonkers. It seems a little bit more like the Australian series. So that was what really hooked me in. I thought, you know what, this this looks like it's going to be a bit bonkers, this. It is, and, and you're right. And look, if you're ever going to try and drag me in, or even you, why don't you put on a loudmouth fucking Geordie who has such a high opinion of herself that <laughs> she literally, and one of the other girls as well, more. So we've got Nikita Moore, I on different episodes, but very similar. They think that they're ordering men from Just Eat Dave. And, you know, oh my word. Nikita, I, honestly. For me, I think she's a bit of a setup, and and it's quite funny you've answered that because I've not read that. What I saw, they're not legally binding marriages, then are they? So this whole mm-hmm. thing, because so, I think Nikita, as much as she's been great entertainment and has reeled me in, is fake as fuck, Dave. And I don't think there's any intention of these relationships. She's just been horrid. I've had so many messages, DMs from people and stuff saying like, "Are you watching it, you two? What what's going on? <laughs> Have you seen Nikita? Because Dave, she's awful, isn't she?" 
She is. And just about the DMs and stuff. So so we have called a little bit of an audible, haven't we? We we'd said we weren't too sure about what we were doing after Love Island. And we were thinking we were going to start ready to mingle. But I think this has both hooked us in, hasn't it? So I, I think you're probably going to watch ready to mingle as well. That's uh, five nights a week starting this week. Um, <laughs> but I just think, you know, that's too much of a commitment. So, Chris, I'm out. <laughs> um, I know at some point I'll probably get hooked in, but it, it's just too much to watch this and <laughs> ready to mingle two hours every weeknight. Uh, it's, it's too much. So we're going to cover this one and then we'll see where the chips land um, <laughs> when this season finishes. But yes. Nikita, I mean, what is it these scientists said? Or, or, you know, in those early seasons of the UK one, I'm sure they had a vicar. And uh, I, all I could think of, it was when you and I covered The Exorcist, was there on the VHS Strikes Back, you were talking about yeah. the um, uh, the input of the church into your marriage, uh, and you were out with all of that. I, I'm glad to see that side of it's gone. Uh, and these people have all their own specialties. But Chris, I'm calling these fuckers out because I think they're all shit. They all talk a good game, but they they could argue any case because some of the pairings here are very, very questionable. And the one fella says, oh, Nikita, she's a ball of energy, isn't she? Or is it a ball or bundle of energy? And all I was thinking was, no, she's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and you... <laughs> You are going to inflict her on someone else. And when we meet, like, we meet all the girls first, don't we? And you can see she loves the sound of her own voice. All the girls are, like, being on their best behavior, and she's just right in the middle of it, talking shit and not not giving a fuck about anyone else. And it's like, oh, gosh, going to be a complete nightmare here. And, And they pick for him. Pick for her, sorry, you know, Ant, who seems like a, you know, he says he's not very in touch with his own emotions, but he kind of seems to be. I don't know if that's just something he he tells himself, but, you know, he kind of grew up in a very masculine environment. You know, his mum, unfortunately, passed away early, but he just seems like a good, nice bloke, um, really handsome lad, got great body on him. And I just thought, you fucking scientist pricks, you have just thrown him under the bus because he's going to have a nightmare with her. Oh, Dave. And you're right. I mean, Nikita's list, what made me laugh is Ant's a good-looking lad. She's good-looking, but she's not as good as she thinks. She thinks she's a fucking 11, Dave. And I'm not going to give her a scoring thing because that's unfair. But the way she's scoring Ant and everyone else who she thinks that she's rated on is unbelievable. It's like she's half Thai, half English. Her dad's a Geordie, her mum's from Thailand. Very exotic-looking girl, but she's had so much fucking fillers and, and Botox in that, Dave. It's unbelievable. And she has such a high opinion of herself. I find it so difficult to root for her. You can see she's very insecure. You can see that she's very outspoken and her way of dealing with things is just to be so boisterous. But she's just horrible at the moment. And I've seen nothing redeeming from her to go, you know what? I can see the good in her. She's just a spoiled fucking brat who's who's walked off the set of Geordie Shore or probably walking onto the set of Geordie Shore. Yeah. And and I mean, she wanted a guy who's got fucking veneers. She wants someone with muscle. Tattoos are a bonus. Wants someone ripped up and that, Dave. 
wants you know wants someone who's who's got a tan skin. Well, basically, she's describing Dwayne fucking Johnson. <laughs> I don't see many Dwayne Johnsons in fucking Newcastle ever. Even in Manchester, we don't see many of them, Dave. She's a fucking delusional wannabe. And and I'm not saying that, I mean, he come across as a nice guy. He could be thinking, but I'm looking going, and please just leave it out. Just go, yeah. mate. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. And it was, Dave, won it. And it was all about her and her friends are there going, he was walking down the aisle. They're like, oh my God, he's not a type. And I'm like, nobody's your type, Nikita. Nobody. <laughs> Well, I don't. I they didn't really elaborate on what her type was apart from Dwayne Johnson. And you said before about you know she's she's ordered from Just Eat. You know she's she literally kept saying, and it kept pissing me off a bit more each time. Chris, this isn't what I ordered. Fuck off! What you yeah. ordered? <laughs> you know, it's like he's not the rock at all. So I don't know. It just, it came across, it was that specific, Chris. It came across that she described her ex-boyfriend or boyfriends. And that's why she's single, Dave. Let's be yeah, honest. I, I, and, and honestly, I kept thinking throughout these four episodes, that thought multiple times. That's why you're fucking single. Yeah. yeah, and that's true. And that's true. And I, t- I tell you what, I know in context of the episode, they weren't another, they weren't in the same episode, but Morag and Luke, Morag, yeah. exactly the same. She, she had a really bad upbringing. I mean, most of these people in one of the partnerships, one of the, the family, the mum of dad has died really early in the life, which is very mm. bizarre. But Morag, terrible time. You know, she lost her dad. He, he lived in a beefer. Um, he looks quite older than her. He was a party animal. She was. And I kept thinking, you know what? I feel really sorry for her. And they all met together, didn't they? The girls had this weird hen party, which, you know, Dan, which we'll talk about, Dan is one half of the gay couple, which I thought was very obvious mm-hmm. he was going to go with the girls, the way they teed him up walking in. But she was doing the same thing to this Luke. This Luke has got yeah. proper insecurities. He's had a hair, his hair done because he didn't feel he was good looking enough. He's really, really been hurting his relationships. So what did he do? What with someone who turns around to him and go, well, did you get what you ordered? Because you're not what I ordered. And I'm like, yeah. holy fucking shit. You, even on Nikita, I thought was horrid throughout. She wears a heart on her sleeve. She's yeah. not going to change. I thought Morag was even worse, Dave, I'm being completely honest. She was more subtly horrible, I yes. thought. Um, and again, I, I don't I don't see why it's justified. Again, I think she's got a very, very high opinion of herself. And actually, they don't look badly paired to me. But she obviously feels like she can do much better than him. And again, it's like, it's not what I ordered. I, I've got to say, Chris, I mean, uh, uh, dad seemed like a bit of a Peter String fellow to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, crossing yeah. Ibiza, living the high life, like, and she's idolizing him. I, I, I don't know if maybe, maybe if she's uh, spent a lot of time over there, you know, had a lot of holiday romances, maybe. I, I don't know. And obviously Luke is, he's very far from that, isn't he? He's a, he seems like a nice Welsh boy. Um, I, I, and again, I just, I can't help but feel it's a terrible pairing straight from the off. But I, I think, I mean, it was a little bit later, wasn't it? It was in episode three where she basically said, you know, you, you're just not my type and there's no sexual chemistry there. There's, there's just nothing there. And, and honestly, it was crushing to see that 
that subtle disarming of him and basically shining a light on all of his insecurities, but he still turns up. You know, he's yeah. still there the next day. And and she even said herself, you know, I'd have probably walked off and she did feel a bit bad about it after. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't, it's a weird thing, Chris, because I almost feel like Luke's lack of self-esteem almost kept him there. You know, he, he's been told how he isn't good looking and he's not, you know, he's not up to scratch and what have you. I, I think if he did have a bit about him, he he might have walked off there. But because yeah. he does feel so bad about himself, he's got such a low opinion of himself. He's like, oh, well, you know, I've got to see this through and, you know, try and make it work. Exactly. And, and I'd say what I'm calling out, though, Dave, is it's <laughs> fucking brilliant. And we talked about this with uh, Michelle on the radio the other day, was all the families are there. I'm not... I mean, they obviously aren't told who or what the show's about, but they're all there. And they're like, I've got something to tell you. I'm married <laughs> yeah. to a stranger. And I'm like, well, hang on. The cameras are there from different angles. You've obviously shot that in different angles, you know, and maybe said it a couple of times. And some of the family's reactions were genuine. I really did think, oh, fucking hell. They were really upset. You know, there was that girl, Megan, who got with Bob. Bob had lost his mum early, but it was all mm. like, right, guys. So you've got a camera fucking team following you around. They may not know what they're there for. I'm trying to cut them a bit of slack to see who's genuine, but some of it was just too cute. But <laughs> just, just moving on to Morag and Bob. So obviously they were in the first episode with Nikita and Am. Morag and Bob. Megan and Bob. And Megan, sorry, Morag. Fucking old Dave. Megan and Bob. And, you know, Bob, great lad. You know, Megan, really nice girl. Say what though, Dave? A brother. What a bellend. I know he's a twin brother and you spotted him from a show we've covered there because I kept saying to Sam, what is he off this guy? Because he was really playing the part of the bad guy, wasn't he? Yeah. So her and, uh, so Megan and the twin, whose name I can't remember, he was off single town, wasn't he? He was one of the people who were brought in for dates. And I'm sure he's the one who, oh, did he date? Charlie, Charlie, or did he date? Did he date Charlie's partner? Actually, I've got a feeling it was Charlie's partner. Partner, you know, Elliot. Elliot, yeah. They and they were together for ages, and then it was a bit of a shock, wasn't it? That they both kind of explored these different relationships and then ended up together. And I, I remember watching it at the time and thinking Elliot was going to go off with this lad. But yeah. uh, but they didn't. And I guess it's a thing, you know, he's gone back home and then they've discussed, you know, as a family and whatever. And she's thought, oh, maybe I'll have a go at this as well. But I mean, he was properly playing up for the camera there, wasn't he? Playing like the big brother and he's just not intimidating whatsoever. No, and he was just, they kept panning to him with the faces and stuff. He has, he's got good facial, you know, proper resting bitch face and that. And look, Bob come across as a lovely guy, happy-go-lucky. Him and Megan, when they actually got down the altar, he she comes down the stairs, he's blown away. He, he's head over heels immediately. And they're all sat really nice. And then all of a sudden, Dave, she gets the ick, doesn't she? Bob is <laughs> not just playing the part of happy-go-lucky Bob, I'm going to try anything, karaoke, anything. Bobby's like that all the time, Dave. And you can see <laughs> Paul Megan, he's like, um, oh, right, okay. And you can see she's not into him at all. I thought Bob's a good guy, and I did feel that Megan was being a bit arsy, but she did make some great things about, look, 
you know, this is an unusual situation. You know, we're together. We're expected to sort of fall in love. They're going off some other people's reactions. I think they've got less chance of being together now than bloody Nikita and Ant, Dave. Maybe. I mean, Nikita and Ant, they had that blow up, didn't they? And uh, you say about Nikita wearing a heart on a sleeve, but I mean, uh, Ant was actually on the money when he was saying about, you know, she, she seems so insecure and, you know, she keeps asking about her appearance and stuff. And and all he was saying was, you know, well, it didn't feel like, didn't feel like it when you were saying that, that it was just banter. And uh but she interpreted that as, well, you're calling me a liar. And then that was the whole blowout for them. But they seemed to get on a little bit better after that. Um, but basically, he was right. <laughs> she, it wasn't banter. <laughs> and she was just agitated that he wouldn't just blow it off as banter. Um, but these two, I mean, Megan and Bob. Um, Bob's had all the E numbers, hasn't he? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can see he's like a Duracell bunny, and it, it did make me think of you when you were saying you were on holiday and you're pissing everyone off because you're up early and like <laughs> everyone's just like let's sleep in. Um, whereas you can see Megan, I mean, again, she's another one, isn't she? That said, ah, oh, I've never, never been in a relationship. Oh, I tell you what, you've never been in a relationship, seems like a good idea to go unmarried at first sight, doesn't it? Again, that's why I think there's you know this this really is a play uh by a family who who wants that screen time you know uh, both her and her brother so i don't think she's got any of any intention of making an actual go of this uh but because she is quite introverted i i think he just piss he's just too much for her isn't he he's just you know trying to have a laugh and and again it was slightly crushing because he was having a great time. <laughs> you know, he's just having fun. He'd be a good lad to have around, wouldn't he? You know, going on a uh, go out for a few beers and whatever, it'd be a good laugh. Uh, but she just wants like to lie by the pool and you know have a quiet time of it. She's used Chris, if you've never been in a relationship with anyone, you just get very used to your own space. <laughs> and that's you know, you've got control over everything rather than just thinking about someone else. So yeah, I I don't know if they've got less chance, but I mean they're both close to zero for me. Um, yeah. Just don't see these as a good pairing. Is it wrong, you know, to to have an extrovert and an introvert? Well, no, I think I think quite often you can complement each other, but these two are just so vastly different. And and again, I question her reasons, you know. And and let's face it, they're all probably not there for the right reasons, as we say. But no. some are more obvious than others. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm in total agreement, Dave. And, and moving on to Dan and Matt. So when the guys get together for this sort of impromptu stag do, I, I said to Sam, I said, I'm sure there's going to be the, our first gay couple on here. You know, just the way they were talking both of them. Obviously, Dan came in with the girls. I said, oh, we've definitely got a gay couple. Now, I've got a question, Dave. Matt, he was Howard Donald and Jason Orange, or he was Jason Orange and Howard Donald in a Take That Tribute Band He's 39. Now, Dave, are we questioning his age there? Because I'm 42 and I don't think I look I'm too bad. I'm 45 and he looks older than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's I don't the know. Thing. It's just, it's that's not being horrible. Or something. Yeah. It's, it, look, I, I, he's got the grey hair. I've got the salt and pepper haircut, so I can't say anything about that. But 
it works. But again, like you said, questioning like Paul and the fucking, the scientists, the dating scientists, or whatever they're supposed to be, the matchup people. He's 27, Dan. He's a free spirit living <laughs> like one of them guys who buys a camper van and just travels around Europe for the rest of his life. He's very opposite. And it looks like Matt has just fell completely in love with him, Dave. Like they, they, the family thing, he was wary of the age and he wants kids and stuff like that. And Dan's this, and it may work, Dave. Look, there's a 12 year gap. It could be the making of both for them, but. It just feels that we're going to get these two have amicably decided to go their own way at the end of the show. It did. There's proper yeah. love there and this chemistry, but I think Matt's fell too soon for him. I, I honestly think it should be the way around. I think out of all the couples, quite honestly, these two have the best chemistry. And yes. when I saw, you know, they played up, you know, before the ad breaks and stuff, the whole age gap, they were playing it up a bit, weren't they? You know, Matt was looking at, almost looking down at him, it's like, um, how old are you exactly? <laughs> you know, uh, and that 12 year age gap. Yeah. It's not, it's not insurmountable, but I think it's the lifestyles as well. You know, while they're all we've seen at the moment is them, you know, on the honeymoon and that's great. But actually when life hits, you know, Dan, he's going to be, want to be out by the beach. And he said he likes dancing even to the wind. That's bit of me was like oh fuck off <laughs> it's a bit too much for me that dancing to the wind but um yeah and i think he's going to be looking to move to northern ireland whereas you know matt yeah he's he's probably not quite ready to up sticks and move you know complete lifestyle change and everything so I, again i i feel like something like that should really be discussed early on, you know, with these so-called matchmakers who, again, from what I can see, Chris, Chris, I'm sure you and I could do a better job. If we had like 20 CVs, I think we could do at least as good a job as these people here, because you could basically argue anything. Yes, you could. And and I think Bob and Megan are nowhere fucking near each other. Right, so so you've got them knowing each other. Let's say Dan and Matt, it, fucking Dan's in a completely different country. But one of the most baffling one, Dave, is our next couple is Marilise and Frankie. Now, Frankie, Dave, is ex-soldier, lives in Dubai, personal trainer. I wasn't buying anything he was selling. He looks like he was about to fucking go on the rampage, Dave. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that guy is intense. He's probably seen yeah. things we can only dream of. Uh, he wanted someone who's fit. He's walking on the beach, Dave. He's 47 or something. He looks good. He's ripped up. He looks really good body on him. But he was just too regimented, you know, too, like, fucking <laughs> in your face. It was all, like, what he wanted. Well, I hope she's got this. And I, very much, and, you know, we've called out Morag and Nikita, but he was doing mm. the same. He He's ordering of what he expects in a partner was just fucking nonsense. And I, honestly, I'm getting American Psycho vibes from Frankie Dave. I really didn't like the guy. He was just a complete bellend, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and he's another one. I, I'm not sure how old exactly he is, but, you know, he's, he sort of, when he smiles, he's got that Bill Wyman sort of quality. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he actually looks a bit like a mate of mine uh, back from Manchester, Andy. He's, he's got that look about him. And you can tell, you know, he looks after himself really well. But I mean, that is a, 
an interesting lifestyle, isn't it? To do strength and conditioning training over in Dubai for all those years. And then suddenly you want to come back to the UK and get married. Well, that's Alex. that's weird, isn't it? I mean, Marilise, she's got two boys there. She's not just going to fucking up sticks and move to Dubai, is she? No. And and I think I got the impression, Chris, he wanted, you know, an old fashioned wife to stay at home, do his ironing, cook his meals and stuff. Uh, it seemed oh, like yeah. that was on his <laughs> yeah. menu. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to go well, this yeah. one. Yeah, because he said that he goes, well, you know, obviously the wife had maintained the house and that. And I'm like, you chauvinistic bastard, <laughs> you absolutely. Yeah. What a wanker. I was like, we're not in fucking the 1950s, pal. You might have been in the army and think you're some fucking Rambo commando, but come on, times have changed. I Honestly, that's the first thing I saw when he said it. I was like, wow, that is a... He's trying not to be patronising or chauvinistic, Dave, and everything he was saying was purely, well, you should be on the kitchen sink. When I have my dinner, I have my dinner at 12 and I have my tea at fucking five or whatever, yeah. lunch, at, whatever people call it, lunch. At, Steak on he, a Thursday. Yeah, and-, <laughs> yeah. and I'd like it just in missionary position every Tuesday uh, and yeah. no more than 10 minutes. So, okay, is that okay? And it's like, fuck off, mate. Sure. So he's the one I've really got my eye on now. I'm over Nikita because she's just a dick and more like, yeah, I mean, she apologised to Luke, but I'm over it. But they were the two that were, and we're going to explore more of their relationship as we go into next week. But he, for me, there's all sorts of alarm bells going off. Yeah, I mean, look, people go out the army, they come, sorry, they go into the army, they come out, they make a, a life for themselves. But it, again, I'm just wondering what kind of adulthood he's had. You know, he's he's obviously had a failed marriage. Lots of people do. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. But but the fact is, he's he's gone into a into the army, a very masculine environment. He's come out of the army, and he's back into a very masculine environment again. In you know, with his strength and conditioning coach, and and you know, doing the old MMA stuff. It it just seems to me that I. I guess his mind, you know, it would be like 30 years in the past. So I, I just don't see this going well at all. Marilee seems, you know, a bit more of a modern woman. She's done a lot of things herself, hasn't she, as, as a single mum? And yeah, like I say, I'm wondering, how do these fucking matchmakers sleep at night taking a check, a paycheck to, to match this lot up? I don't know, Chris, but I mean, we get to Amy and Josh. Now, Chris, I, I, I'm looking at these. I, I I don't see any of these couples. No, working, I don't. You, know? you know, Dan and Matt are the closest, you know, the first gay couple in uh, UK married at first sight. I don't know if there's been one in, in one of the other countries, but, you know, they, to me, have the best chemistry. But I think logistics will just see the end to them. Um, but Amy and Josh, she's, what was she, 34 and he's 27. And, you know, he's quite open that he's been a player, you know, in the past. But he's he's stopping that now. He's he's just going to turn it off like a light switch, Chris, and he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna settle down. <laughs> I'm just like, this, I, I I actually think Amy and Josh might be the worst paired yeah. uh, couple out of the lot. Yeah, and Amy 34, Josh is 27, Dave, and that, that I know it sounds daft because we're questioning Dal. I'm questioning Dan and Matt. 
this guy looks like he's literally decided he's going to try and make it as a fucking completely, you know, honest and, and he won't be faithful. But the minute he got the call, Dave, the casting call for this show, mm. he decided, right, I'm turning over a new leaf. And she's <laughs> been hurt severely. There was, you know, she said that she'd lost the baby and everything. It was quite emotional. Really lovely girl. These two are fucking never going to make it. It's going to no. be great TV and we're going to explore because the next episode will be about my release of Frankie and Amy and Josh properly. So we'll see the back end of how that works and what goes on. I'm sure at some point, because there is 16 people, so there's eight couples. So we're like, we've gone with six. They're all going to be together, aren't they? And this is where mm. some of the other couples start cheating on each other and that. I know the premise of the show. So I'm really interested as we go into this back end of this week, Wednesday, Thursday, we should see them all mingling. So we'll probably see some other relationships. I reckon Josh will get with Nikita. I do. Mm. If you me, I honestly do. Because he seems a bit as much of a player as anything. So, look, <laughs> Dave, I've sucked you in on this completely. And and I didn't think I'd be all in on it, but I've loved watching this. It's just been a breath of fresh air, to be honest. It has been good. And I think next week we'll meet more couples. Uh, and like you say, you know, maybe we'll get some interaction and that's when uh, the drama is going to go up. But, you know, like when we cover Love Island the first week, it's a bit plain, isn't it? There's not too much happens. So I, I've got a feeling this series will be the same. It's, it's week two, week three. That's when the drama will really start to hot up. But just back to Amy and Josh for a second there. I mean, one one of the things she said was, she's an ex-glamour model, isn't she? And she was saying about, oh, you know, you'd think it'd be easy for um, it being a, a glamour model and whatever. And, and I thought, well, no, what she went on to describe was just that she's had a, a bit of bad luck with some shitty relationships. But she made it sound like, you know, oh, she can't meet anyone. It's like, well, you, ha- you did meet people. You just made bad choices. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And the, I, I suppose I know a lot of glamour models say, because I know Samantha Fox went completely the other way for obvious reasons, because everybody felt that literally as soon as you meet her, you've got to take your clothes off for me, you know, that sort of thing. It's mm. like you public property. And, and I remember watching a great documentary on her. It was awful the way she was treated, even by like execs and everything, trying to get her to just bloody take a bra off in like fucking meetings and, and like castings. And it's just scandalous. So maybe she's got a stigma, Dave, you know, with herself, like if she's proper down on herself anyway. So, I don't think have he's you heard of it, Chris? No, no. Right. There's, there's no I, one. There's no one in I, the eighties in the UK who didn't know who Sam Fox was. I, I completely get she she was dealing with a different and difficult situation there. I, I, all I'm saying is, I, I just think people sometimes they want to have this whole sob story, and it, it, she wants to create this like persona that oh she's she just. She she can't meet anyone or anything. It's it's like well no you just you just had a bad relationship and, and that was it. Yeah, and look, Dave, the producers we know that producers run these shows, so maybe that's what it is. Like, what's happened to you? We can use as a show on the show. She might not agree with using it, but she knows that to get the public on her side or get a story arc about her, you've got to do that. So I know mm. I'm not dismissing that, but. I, Look, I'll tell you a quick story. My granddad, right, he's, he's been dead now, but he's 17 years. But my granddad sit there, he always bought a certain paper, Dave. You know, unfortunately, it was the son. He always <laughs> bought it, right? And I'm not lying to you. We'd sit there, and he died when he was 17. So going back to, like, bloody hell, early 90s, whatever. So he was in his 60s, then probably 60-odd or whatever. 
he'd say to me, he'd go, have you read this bloody thing? He's dead up front, dead abrupt and that. And he would always pick an article out from page three. And he'd sit there and go, have you read this bloody thing? And I'm there fucking crossing <laughs> my legs, looking, going, you know, like Tim in the office when he's looked at like something Gareth's done at the camera and looking at people just to say, <laughs> how are you seeing this? And me and my brother Adam would just look at each other like, is he taking the piss? So we've got to look at this woman's fucking um, you know, <laughs> yeah, knockers yeah. out. What, what he's going so. to, yeah, but he'd be like, this is disgusting. Have you seen this charge they're putting on here? And I'd be like, and this went on all the time. And I kept thinking, is he winding me up? And he was always dead straight. So I could never tell Dave, but literally you'd be white walking, make sure you didn't fucking stand up for five minutes. And be like, what is going on here? But but anyway, you're right. The glamour model stuff's not like it was. Linda Lusardi, people like that. You knew all of them, didn't you, when we were kids? Because they were, Those were, we were household National, names, weren't National they? National treasures, Dave. Now yeah. I wouldn't have a fucking clue. So I, I wouldn't have a clue. At all. And I mean that. I know Sam's listening, Dave. She's like, bullshit. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, honestly. But anyway, Dave, we've had an email and we've got an actual a voicemail message as well. And it's not from nice. our good friend Joe Russell. So this one is entitled, this is from Victoria. And it says, uh, USA fan, Chris and Dave, thank you for your Love Island UK podcast. I was driving my daughter from Kansas to Syracuse, New York, for a new job. And we listened during the 18-hour drive. Wow. What a fantastic, wow. exactly. That's too much of us though, Victoria. I've got to say, what a fantastic podcast. I laughed out loud many times. Agree with both of you. And I've listened to the end, even though I'm on the episode, this is from a couple of weeks ago, by the way, guys, where Priya and Aaron enter the villa. It has been fun listening and I will miss your daily hashtag reality radar, Dave, and banter. <laughs> I agree with a new show of 30 to 40 year olds, maybe a tagline, bring all your baggage because we're going to unpack it tonight. This season, the youngsters nice. were hell of a bo- hella boring as they haven't experienced enough of life yet, and it showed with their snoozy, worthy conversations. Not a fan of the producers since they seem to pull their hair out trying to spice it up while making poor choices. Anyway, I'm off to be an old geezer influencer and wrapped it up my Insta. You're, <laughs> you are the best, Victoria. So what a great email that is, Dave. That is Brilliant. fantastic. And I tell you what, that is a drive, that isn't it. Chris, dare I say, that is almost a cannonball run. <laughs> hey, hey, steady, steady. Don't be slating my fucking favorite films, Dave. Now, this one, Dave, is a brilliant voicemail. This is from Roisin as well. And honestly, just listen to this. I think it's really good. So uh, here we go. Hi, lads. I love your podcast. It was really part of my uh, routine. Uh, looking forward to your podcast every morning. And I hope you do well going forward. I'll be listening again for your other shows. I was thinking that the one way that they could change Love Island and maybe bring it up to what it actually is, is instead of offering them the 50,000 at the end, ask them to delete their social media. You can win, you can stay together, uh, but you're to delete your social media to prove that you weren't doing it for the likes. Uh, I think it would be a a great change and might uh, do a bit interesting. And again, they could kind of do something along the way every couple of weeks and uh, maybe bring an element of that in i don't know anyway just thought i'd share that with you hope you're good and uh, look forward to all your future work bye-bye awesome um and she says pronounce it it rhymes with jolene so rose rosine how you say it yeah, I said Roisin because a friend of mine's got the same name and we pronounce it as Roisin. She's from an Irish family. And I've got oh, cousins okay. called with the same pronoun. I'm not saying I'm right, but they, my cousins as well, are called Roisin over in Ireland. Ah, so well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to defer to you then on that one. But, but, I'm I mean, so what, sorry if I'm wrong. 
What what do you reckon to that? It's not a bad idea, but I think it's almost as predictable as we're going to share the money. <laughs> you know, as no one's going to delete their socials. No, because that's why they're all there. Exactly. And Dave, <laughs> who's made the most money since he left Love Island? Someone I think was playing a game as well. Liberty. I would imagine it's Liberty. Yeah, twenty-four thousand yeah. for one Instagram post, Dave. That's what she's charging, and probably more than that now. So let, wow. I'm not calling her out because I know Jake was a bit of a dick, but I still say that they were a setup, and she knew exactly what she was doing, Dave. So there you go. Yeah, maybe she's definitely capitalising whether it was uh, a setup or not, isn't she? So. Yeah, I, I, I they do have to do something with that whole ending, though, don't they? It's just, it's a nonsense, the whole, do you want to share the money, do you not? I know for other shows, you kind of have people doing it, but I, I just think with the pull of the social media as well, you would make yourself such a villain yeah. <laughs> and people wouldn't want to touch you. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see it happening. I, and no. I think... If it's predictable, I assume they just got rid of it. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with you on that. I am completely. So, Dave, we haven't done this for a while, but big thank you to everyone on our social media. Had a few weeks off. Uh, as always, if you want to follow us, guys, at CDRealityCast, and if you want to email us, CDRealityCast at gmail.com, please go to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We're still going. The community is still going strong, and we're getting loads of people being added every day. So thank you to Charlie and all our friends over there. Dave, it's the Patreon. Roll call of honor, my friend. So patreon.com forward slash CDRealityCast if you want to support the show. We appreciate every single person who supports us and has supported us over the time of the podcast. It's really, really humbling. So here we go, Dave. We've got Lucy, Helen, Charlie, Brianna, Chloe, Neve, Jacqueline, Noreen, Claire, Amy, Zoe, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Hannah, Ed, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Haley, Lauren, Lucky Louie Green, and Kent Gustafson, Dave. So brilliant, brilliant support, guys. And thanks, everybody, who supports us. And uh, also, big thanks to Joe Russell, as always, Dave, and Michelle Jordan, as well, who's great, who's had us on this last week, talking about um, Married at First Sight. So really, really good times. And we should be going on there quite regular, hopefully, while this series is on. Definitely. And again, just for the schedule going forward, so we're going <sighs> to... We are definitely, Chris, not doing the daily thing. We're going to do the weekly coverage, so we'll try and record either Saturday or Sunday, but we'll definitely try and get an episode out at the weekend covering and recapping everything that's gone on in that previous week. Brilliant stuff, mate. So, Mr. Horrocks, it's time to go, and I want to thank you, mate, because it's my fault we're here, sat here doing this, but I know we <laughs> love talking about this stuff, so thank you. And, and just on a quick note for everybody who's downloaded the show and spread the word on what we do, Unbelievable download numbers, guys. We're so, so humbled. Honestly, we we both look at him and we're like, is this actually for real? So thank you. And at one point in that last week, we were the number one Love Island podcast, Dave, in the UK. So that is even overtaking the main one. So thank you so much, guys. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, sir. I'll speak to you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. And Chris, I bid you adieu. Goodbye. Goodbye.